Welcome to the Process Breakdown Podcast, where we talk about streamlining and scaling operations of your company, getting rid of bottlenecks, and giving your employees all the information they need to be successful at their jobs. Now, let's get started with the show. Dr. Jeremy Weiss here, host of the Process Breakdown Podcast, where we talk about streamlining and scaling operations of your company, getting rid of bottlenecks, and giving your staff everything they need to be successful at their job. Past guests include David Allen of Getting Things Done, Michael Gerber of The E-Myth, and many more. The, you know, Tom, I love the episodes. They're, they're really informative. I learn every time, and, and people have given great feedback on it, so people can check out other episodes on the podcast. Um, before I introduce today's guest, uh, which I'm excited about, this episode is brought to you by Sweet Process. Um, so, Tom, this probably never has happened to you, but if you've had team members ask you the same questions over and over, and it may be the 10th time you spent explaining it, there actually is a better way. There is a solution. Sweet Process. Sweet Process is a software that makes it drop-dead easy to train and onboard new staff and save time with existing staff. And not only do universities, banks, hospitals, and software companies use them, but first responder government agencies use them in life or death situations to run their operations. And so you can use Sweet Process to document all the repetitive tasks that eat up your precious time so you can focus on growing your team and empowering them. So there's a 14-day free, uh, 14 free trial, no credit cards required. You can go to sweetprocess.com. It's sweet like candy, S-W-E-E-T process.com. I am excited for today's guest, Tom Vranis. He's the Vice President of Innovation and Culture at Everywhere Wireless. If you haven't heard of them, you know, all I see flashing, Tom, is ultra fast internet, ultra fast internet. And um, other net, you know, networks can be plagued with unreliable service. All of us have experienced that. And there's hidden fees and all that. And every wireless actually is changing the game with transparent pricing and they're blazing fast speed. So Tom, thanks for joining me. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Tell me about what your company does. I mentioned a little bit, but go a little bit deeper. Sure. So we're the I would say the premier uh, internet service provider in the Chicagoland area. We've been doing this for, for about a decade now. And what we did was you know, we saw so many people that were so frustrated with their, their relationship with their internet service provider. Uh, data caps, throttling. Hidden. It's a love-hate situation. It's a love-hate for sure. And, and so we said, why, why don't we take this relationship and make it consumer-focused, right? So our number one priority, our number one focus is our, is our end user. Um, yeah, to, to see an internet service provider with five stars on Google and five stars on Yelp, uh, it's, it's pretty much unheard of, I think, nationally, not even in Chicago. Uh, so providing you know, super fast, reliable service, incredible uh, customer support to, to people in and around the Chicago metro area, residential, business, enterprise. Yeah. Whose ideal clients for you? Is it tend to be more businesses or, or both residential? We, we, we got our start in residential. Uh, we're in a lot of the Class A buildings downtown, um, high rises. Uh, we've we started up doing a, a concerted effort on enterprise in the past year, and I've, I've really seen that grow tremendously. Uh, but really, it's anyone who who values and needs uh, a, a good connection and a good relationship with their ISP. Yeah, I mean, you have some unique customers. Talk about yeah. that. Yeah, no, one of. One of the early on wins that we got was uh, the beaches, city of Chicago. Um, you know, they were looking for a provider that would allow not only for super fast internet 
um, but also to help deal with events that would come to some of the beaches and some of the parks. Uh, that grew into some museums, you know, some of the, the marquee museums in Chicago, which for someone growing up in Chicago to, to drive downtown, to be driving and, you know, look up and see our equipment on, on some of the iconic buildings across the city. It's, it's, uh, it's super rewarding. Yeah. I mean, i I, when you said that, um, I'm thinking if you can provide fast internet over a beach, you could pretty much provide faster internet anywhere. That's pretty much true. Yeah. And, and in the summer, there are a few people that tend to go to the beaches. I'm wondering what kind of infrastructure do you have to have with, from a hardware and what infrastructure do you have to have from a staffing perspective? Cause you know, for me, it sounds like a very complex situation. I mean, I mean, it sounds, Oh yeah. Internet at the beach. Like that sounds very complicated to me. Yeah. And that's, that's, where, that's where uh, the idea of, of trying to get our SOPs in order really, really generated. Cause it is a, it's a dance, right? It's a dance of hardware, software configurations, people, construction, clients, uh, it's it is a it is a choreographed dance uh, that that involves a lot of people, a lot of uh, involves a lot of processes. Um, our technology is different than most traditional ISPs, um, so it's it's easier for us to install, but still, um, it's it is it is a complex set of tasks. Yeah, what does that look like? What kind of staff does the staff have to go out and like? Are they installing a bunch of hardware? Because you said your stuff is on different buildings in all over. So they, they do some work to the outside of the building, um, typically on the roof. Um, so the, the roof is kind of the entry point for most of our connections. Um, and then depending on what the, the building is already wired, we, you know, we have to do some pre-wiring in the building into the units if we need to. You know, we, we do a whole bunch of upgrades of old, old building wiring. So it really just depends on every, it's a, it's a totally unique case uh, that you know, sometimes it's as easy as putting a, a, a radio on top of the building and connecting it to existing infrastructure. And sometimes it's, you know, going deep and, and ripping out, you know, wiring that's been there since the beginning of time. Depends on the building. Yeah. I, I want to break down and talk about your processes because I know you're very process oriented, but, but I, I mentioned the beginning innovation and culture. So talk about some of the innovation, what's going on with Everywhere Wireless as far as innovation goes. So innovation, there's there's two sides of it. One is internal, right? So what do we what do we do to make it easier for our employees to to work at our wireless? How do we get them to the highest value work that they're able to do, right? So getting rid of the manual, you know, button pushing, lever pulling type of work, and and allowing them to have the flexibility and creativity to to work that they're really excited to do. Um, so on the innovation side, that's, you know, workflows, automations, finding new platforms, integrating them into the systems, making systems talk. It's really, it's a really fun uh, role when it comes to like seeing, you know, seeing you know, one thing happen and that feeds five, six, seven different systems. It kind of just works. Um, I, I joke around, Tom, one of my friends just geeks out on automation. And I say, every time they say the word automation, if I took a shot, I would be just, just plastered in like an hour. So what are some of your favorite or fan favorite employee automations that you were able to set up because, you know, that they're like, oh my, thank you, Tom. I mean, this saves me so much time. This, I can't even believe this exists. What are some of your favorite automations? I don't know if it's software, or, you know, I'll let you take it from there. Yeah. One, one of the ones that we, we did. Probably two, three years ago at this point was um, 
again, we, I talked a little bit about Google reviews and Yelp reviews. And for us, those are, those are super important, right? It, for, for ensuring that, that we maintain the level of, of quality that we've got. But if someone doesn't like the service, we want, we want to address that, right? That there's some important stuff to that. So we, we took that and we also created um, some internal surveying. So if, if someone has an issue, they open up a ticket, they call us, they get you know, some additional feedback um, loops and all that stuff feeds into our, our customer uh, relationship software that also does alerts in, in teams. And so if someone, if, if someone is unhappy with our service, it's essentially like the red light goes off mm. and, and like three or four different systems say, hey, let's, let's see what's going on here. Let's address this and make sure both the customer are happy, is happy and that there isn't any other, you know, there isn't, this isn't the, the smoke before a fire. Mm, I love it. So do you say, do you use teamwork or what, what, what software do you use? Um, so the, the CRM is something that we've, we've built out mm. and, you know, we use a whole bunch of automations. We use Zapier to tie together some things. I don't know if you've heard of that, but, yeah. uh, I've interviewed Wade of Zapier. Oh yeah. Yeah. We use it a lot. We use it a lot. Uh, Microsoft teams is our you know internal communication channel. Ah. So it'll throw an alert in there saying, Hey, this, this happened. Take a look. Got it. Yeah. That's awesome. So it ought, you know, so basically triggers that and then it, it shows up in the, in the chat. So everyone can see it. Um, how do you discover sweet process? So we're, we're at the point where you know, we're growing really quickly. We're hiring new people all the time. So there's, there is this, this level set of institutional knowledge that exists. So, you know, we've people that have been at the company, you know, four or five, six years, and they just kind of, they just know how it works. Right. Uh, but we're, you know, onboarding people all the time that are in the construction world, the engineering world, the customer support world, whatever. A lot of are. moving pieces. A lot of moving pieces. And in, in any given process that, that we're going through, again, kind of the dance where you know, engineering does something, hands it off to support, hands it off, whatever that, that, that may be. Um, and so we had, we had SOPs, right? If you want to define them as loosely as possible. And some of them were on our, our, you know, our shared drive or uh, some of them were on post-it notes. Some of them were in the back of someone's head. And so there was really, there was really like no, no standard that we had. You know, business ran, business ran really well. And for the most part, things, things never got, got dropped or we had enough, enough firepower to make sure that uh, things continue to go well. But it was just super inefficient, right? Any, any new on. Uh, it's a tribute probably to the talent and the people that you have that were able to get it all done because it's in their head, but you were just able to looking at a way to make it easier for everyone. For sure. For sure. So we went, we went through a process where we did a needs analysis saying, you know, here's the, here's the needs, the wants, and the like to have, and then scoured, right. And looked at, I don't know, probably 60, 70 platforms, narrowed them down, took a look, took a closer look, narrowed them down. Did a demo, narrowed them down. Um, did a trial account, narrowed them down. Um, and so, wow, that's amazing. It's it, it's. I mean, it's a critical piece of of software yeah. business, right? So, as much as I wanted to get it done overnight, as much as I just wanted to point at something and say, like, God, oh, that seems like that will work, right? <laughs> like, you have you have different audiences that have different levels of um, comfort with with platforms, so it had to be super easy to use, mobile accommodating different teams, um, you know, not only, not only housing, just process driven things, but also policies, 
right? So we have a, we had a, a, a wiki and, and then we had these SOPs that were kind of floating around. And it's again, like, I don't want to add another system that's going to be like an, another unique. You want to start replacing things as opposed to adding things. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. how do I find a place that takes the SOP mess jumble of things, the wiki and combine them into one place, right? So it's, it is, it is kind of the universal, universal set of knowledge for the company. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if Owen knows, like out of 70, he was the, the ultimate winner. So he'll be proud of that. It's not like, oh, we were validating these two. It's like when you beat out like 69 other companies, that, that's pretty good. What stuck out for you? in that process uh it was sweet process yeah they were they were the only ones that that we kept going back and i i've had dozens of conversations with Owen through this process okay we wanted to get it right and um you know they're the only ones that when we kept on throwing like what about this scenario right how does this work and it's like oh well that's easy this is how it works right it's like oh it was all very common sense right there were there wasn't much in terms that like was confusing to anyone that I would have looped in through this process either. Um, the other very user friendly, very user friendly, and and you know the attention to customer service and uh, again like I've had number of conversations throughout the process. Our our evaluation was like a three month long thing that we kept going back and kept asking for another demo and kept asking for and they they obliged right that. And 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 never really pressured us to say we're not going to talk unless you unless you pull the trigger because right. they, they understand like this is a critical piece of of software this is something that's going to last the lifetime of this company um, it, we have you have to get that that right Tom what was a breaking point because again like the posted notes that we that could have continued on for years I mean a lot of companies it does what was a breaking point you're like I can't we can't we can't keep doing this I found this posted note on my shoe I mean. What what was the breaking point for you? I don't think you know. I don't. I don't think that there was a single a single aha breaking point. I think it it, it was really because in 2019, I think we hired 20 people, and so we had to look at all the systems from mm. from onboarding and recruiting to to something like a, a knowledge man- management system. Yeah, uh, we we hit some pretty significant growth. We're continuing to hit that growth right now. And, and it just came to the point where like, you can't count on tapping on the guy's shoulder again and again, and again. that's going to drive that guy crazy. Yeah. Maybe the breaking point is like, it was almost just hiring. It, it just stressed the systems. So you're like, we can't do this at scale with what we have now. So we need a solution that, to do this at scale and onboard everyone at once. Cause if you would have had one person that month, like, okay, we could handle this, but 20 people, it's like, we need to change the way we do things or we're going to go crazy, you know? So I I totally see that. What were some of the common questions you had in the beginning when you were first evaluating Sweet Process and everyone's kind of skeptical about bringing on a new solution, a software solution? What were some of the common questions you had? Uh, The the first one was ease of use, right? Like the, we tested a lot that were like really great if you have like a degree in, in organizational studies. Uh, and like, and, and, and had, and had dedicated people that were like just working on SOPs and just working on learning management. And for us, it has to be a tool that anyone could access. The idea is that anyone should be able to create, edit, suggest, um, cause that, that's where the knowledge comes in, right? It's, it's the frontline worker that says, Hey, you know, I've, I've done this process a couple of times. 
And it's written like this, but that's not actually how it's happening or there's a better way. Um, and so the ability for us to, to not require it being a top-down yeah. thing. Everyone needs to be able to use it yeah. to, to improve yeah. it. Yep. And then just, just the ease of creation. So again, like within a minute, anyone that logs into the system is able to do exactly what they're needing to do. So it really, it really had like the exact feature set without any of like the bells and whistles that we found are just distracting that we'd never use that like on a demo is like, Oh, this is great. Like, uh, you should definitely check this out. And, and like in the moment you're like, Oh, I definitely need that. And then you step back and you're like, I definitely will never use that, <laughs> never use that. And it's going to, you know, it's just going to complicate things. So it's, it's like the exact perfect box. For mm. I know there's some softwares I've used. And I feel like you literally need a PhD to run the software and that can't happen if it's yeah. going to be utilized at its fullest. How do you actually use it? You mentioned for hiring. What else, what do you use the suite process for? So every, every department um, is now in suite process um, and they've, they've started to, um, to load in not only the policies. So the policy is how, how things are, are done, right? But also the, the procedure. So, you know, you take a, a replicable action and you, you map it out. So we're talking about, you know, accounting, looking at uh, the payroll, right? What does that process look like? Um, yeah, we've done it every two weeks for, you know, 10 years. Everyone knows how to do it, but you list it out, you document it out. And that also allows both the, the user inputting it as well as you know, people that are interacting with it to really think through those steps, right? Because a lot of times that just becomes rote. Like I got to do payroll now. So I'm just going to go through the payroll. It's stuff. just in someone's head, right? Yeah. And yeah. if someone's yeah. sick or someone has to go on vacation and you need to be able to have that to have someone else do it potentially in the future. Yep. So it's, it's, it's allowed us to do that. It's allowed us to look at all of our, we've, you know, we've, we've spent the past six months loading everything in, but also more than that, looking at that, right? Looking at and thinking, um, is, this the, is this the best way? Is this the most efficient way? Is this, is this the optimal way to do this? Um, and then there's, you know, there's these, these really neat small feature ads that they have that are, that are valuable, like sign off. So now you know, a, a new employee comes in, they know that they've got to take a look at these policies and sign off on them. Or for me, one of the kickers was, you know, I looked at our, our wiki and it had articles that were seven years old, eight years old. That like, like the technology doesn't even exist. The hardware doesn't even exist. But it just kind of sat there because, well, why would someone change that? Um, and so there's, you know, there's a feature where you could toggle on uh, review and you, you kind of set the duration. So you know, every policy that we have is at least looked at once a year. Mm, so we'll ping you if, if, if it expires or whatever, whatever time frame you set. Correct. Yeah. And then there's... You know that some of the more more used ones will set to a shorter time. Like this is something that we need to look at every two months just to make sure that mm. it's, it's efficient and it's and it's working well. You know, when you describe this, Tom, it's daunting. I mean, documenting everything, taking everything you have and putting it in there. Where'd you start, right? Because you have these post-its, you have you know wiki, you have probably living on someone in paper, you know, all over the place. Where'd you start? Yeah, add on, add on to that, making the transition during during quarantine and COVID when we're all working from home. Fuel to the fire, even more. <laughs> it, it would have been a lot easier if we had like a, a little war room or something where we would go and, and do this. But I think that the, 
the first and the most important step of this whole thing um, was setting the, the proper expectation. And for, for us, that was saying, this is a critical piece of the business. This is a critical piece of infrastructure. We're not going to rush this. So we have to load this and we have to do this right. Uh, and so, you know, first it was an extended look into the, the platforms. Secondly, was a, you know, a detailed uh, implementation timeline and guide. Um, then creating a team, you know, that that was part of this whole process that, you know, getting their buy-in made it a lot easier. This wasn't me sitting in a dark room doing right. this. Then you you come, you you emerge from the cave, like, I figured it out, the software. Yeah. And everyone's like, what are you talking about, Tom? Yeah, you exactly. had everyone. You can, you had everyone kind of buy in and and uh, contribute to the process. Sounds like yeah, it was it was essentially the the stakeholders who who whose teams would be most you know most using the the software. Um, and then from there, it was just kind of you know week by week meeting, making sure we were making progress on it. Um, and and it you know it it did it t- it took three six months to do the whole thing. But again, we set that expectation at the beginning with our leadership team that. Yes, I could do this tomorrow. Yes, I could, you know, I could do this in a in a in a dark room, but this is too important to rush. No, I appreciate you sharing kind of the step by step on how you accomplish it because it's like you have to just do it one step at a time or just way too overwhelming. Um, how has it changed your typical day? Um, so for for me, you know, I'm I'm not utilizing it on a you know an hourly basis, right? There there are definitely times where I need to go and refresh myself on what exactly is the, the details on this policy. Um, but the nice thing is that it, it also gives me as kind of a leader, as leadership or management, I can see the, the progress that a team's having through, you know, a, a complex process. Um, it allows that transparency to say, okay, we know that, that, that this is in pro- process. Where is it really? Like, is, is, is it getting stuck somewhere? Is it getting missed somewhere? But the teams that we have, that are using it on a daily basis. You know, the network engineers, um, the, the the engineers, the support team that, you know, they're on the phone uh, daily with customers. It just gives them a single spot to be able to get all the information they need without, you know, trying to, 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 to look through, you know, documents and, and binders and, and all of the mess that it was. It just makes that customer experience significantly better, which is our entire goal of, of the company. Nice. Um, Tom, I have one last question before I ask it. Um, I want to point people towards more episodes of the podcast. Check out Sweet Process. Also check out your website, Everywhere Wireless. I have ewfiber.com. Are there any other places online that people should check out to check nope. out Everywhere Wireless? That'll that'll get you in there. But uh, but take a look at yeah, ewfiber.com, everywherewireless.com, same, same thing. Um, but take take a look at the Google reviews, the Yelp reviews. You know, that's 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 what we point to and say we you know, we we can't control that. That is the public saying, uh, good, bad, or ugly, how we're doing. Um, this is not my last question, but I'm just curious. Um, do you get demand from outside of Chicago? People want you, and how do you um, navigate that? We we do get some demand outside of Chicago. Um, we navigate it by by saying we're focused, right? We're, we are. We are supremely focused on Chicago, Chicagoland area. I mean, now we're as far west as Naperville, you know, north to the northern suburbs, south to South Shore. Um, so we're 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 growing in Chicago, but we're still we're still very focused on on this market, right? Yep. We've seen other competitors go to another city, go to two other cities, you know, have this growth plan, 
And the minute they do it, they lose that, that focus. They lose sight of, of yeah. that market. And for us, you know, maybe, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll venture out someday, yeah. three months, six months, a year, five years, 10 years. I don't know what that timeline. No, no it looks, it's great. It's like, you have that, that core and you just kind of build that big infrastructure out until who knows, I mean, it could reach the coast someday. Right. Yeah. Um, the goal, I mean, the, the goal is also, you know, you, you call in, it's a three, one, two number and you're, you, you know, you're literally calling someone that could be your neighbor and now they're working from home. They, they very much, they very much well could be your neighbor. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's nice that we understand Chicago, right? Like if, if there's a, you know, a snowstorm or a rainstorm, we know it and we can tell people, Hey, the tech may be running five minutes late because we're all dealing with the same weather that you're seeing. Right. Now. Yeah. Uh, last question, Tom, and thank you for sharing all this, this knowledge. It's really helpful. Um, if someone's listening to this, what's the next step they should take to streamline their operations? Obviously you've taken this like tremendous you know, burden and like smashed it into this software now that you can use. What should someone listening take as a next step to streamline? I think it's, I think the, the, the most important part is understanding like really what are the true pain points, right? And, and a lot of times managers and leaders have a different view of what those pain points are than, than doing the heavy lifting, right? So instead of me saying, I think my, the priority should be this, this, and this, it's really listening to what 80% of the company is saying, this is where I'm struggling. This is where I'm, I'm losing that customer experience. This is where I get frustrated about, and then identify those, those areas. And for us, you know, every company is going to have three, four, you know, five areas where, you know, you, you know, you can make some, some significant incremental growth by, by, by addressing it. And so for us, this was a huge, a huge one because it would, it, it impacts the customer. Customers are getting better service, more reliable uh, responses to things. And our internal team is, is super happy because they know what the process is. They know the rules of the game. They know what the policies are. Um, and so it, it's one of those that when we looked at all the issues that we could address and how to make our company better or the customer service experience better, getting this, getting sweet process in place Getting it working, getting everyone loaded in and bought in, um, rose to the top is one of the most important challenges to overcome. Tom, thank you. If anyone's serious about getting ultra fast internet and you're in Illinois, check out Everywhere Wireless and maybe someday in a city near you. Thanks again, Tom. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks for listening to the Process Breakdown Podcast. Before you go, quick question. Do you want a tool that makes it easy to document processes, procedures, and or policies for your company so that your employees have all the information they need to be successful at their job? If yes, sign up for a free 14-day trial of Sweet Process. No credit card is required to sign up. Go to sweetprocess.com, sweet like candy, and process like process.com. Go now to sweetprocess.com and sign up for your risk-free 14-day trial. Hi, this is Owen, the CEO and co-founder here at Sweet Process. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast interview, uh, actually, you know what I want you to do? Go ahead and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. That way we get more people aware of you know, the good stuff that you get here on this podcast. Again, go on to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Looking forward to reading your review. Have a good day. That's my-